Hi. Welcome. It is really cool to see all of you here tonight and your lovely faces. From what I can see, it's bright up here. And I am really excited tonight. So obviously we're talking about relationships and we're talking about social media. And to talk about relationships in general, I am so stoked that we are doing this topic. And I think it's so great that we are dedicating a whole series to talking about this thing that affects each and every single one of us so much. It's not like we can avoid having relationships. We can't just live in a hole by ourselves and not see each other, not be friends with each other. And I thought I'd chuck in just a a couple of bonus verses tonight from Proverbs on relationships. So we'll have them up on the screen. First up, Proverbs 13 verse 20. Walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. Proverbs 18, verse 24. There are friends who destroy each other, but a real friend sticks closer than a brother. And Proverbs 17, verse 17. A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for a time of adversity. Excuse me. It's warm. Awesome. So relationships are important, right? We, we can't avoid them. We can't escape them. And they're just a part of what we do. And tonight, I'm not going to be talking about a specific type of relationship, but about something that can have such a huge impact on our relationships, social media. So Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, whatever else you want to add to the list. And can I just say, like, these guys, their Instagrams are okay, but if you really want a great one to follow, just Anna Colbeck on Instagram. It's a a good one. You won't be disappointed. I post probably once every few weeks. So, you know, I don't overdo it. That's an important key of Instagram. You don't overpost, but you just, you post enough to keep people hanging on, you know? Keep them interested. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) And if you don't actually have social media tonight, can I actually see how many people don't have a social media account? (laughs) There's a few. There's a few. (laughs) Well, I hope that tonight maybe you can understand why that couple in that restaurant won't put away their phones, why they're glued to their phones like this instead of talking to each other. Or maybe there's that teenager walking down the street like this and you're wondering why he's not going to you know, miss where he's, where he's going. I have to admit, I've been that person in the mall. I'm on a mission. Uh, maybe you're wondering why people are willing to, to sm- splash out almost two grand for the latest iPhone when they have last year's one, and it's perfectly fine. Oh, young people. <laughs> Jono, Jono said, you have to have the new one, but I can guarantee you he will not be getting the new one. <laughs> we, we share a bank account. <laughs> oh, yep. The, the, the baby can have, have the new iPhone in a few years. <laughs> okay, on track, on track. So social media, it's so new to us, but all of a sudden it's just become this unquestionable thing in our lives. We don't really challenge it. We don't really think about it. It's just kind of what we do, right? We just pick up our phone and we look at Facebook. We just scroll through Instagram, liking the occasional photo. And I don't want to say tonight that social media is great or that it's really bad. I don't want to say that it's positive or that it's negative, that it's useless or necessary. I don't want to say any of those things because this is not what this is about. And actually, I believe it can be all of those things 
all at once. And that's what makes it so complex. That's what makes it important to talk about this. But actually, this is a challenge to all of us to have a look at our relationship with social media and how and why we use it. But how do we know when we've crossed that line? How do we know when it's become a negative thing? Is it the first thing you check in the morning when you wake up? Guilty. Is it the last thing you look at before you go to sleep? Do you catch yourself just on your phone, aimlessly scrolling, not actually taking anything in? Does social media draw you closer to God? Does it lead you to thankfulness? Or does it lead you to negativity and complaining? Has it opened a door for gossip and judgment? Does it make you healthier? Does it make you happier? Does it make you more productive? Does it validate you? Do you feel like if you post something on social media and get likes, if you get attention, you're going to feel better about yourself? Does your self-worth depend on how people respond to you on social media? And most of all, does social media, does your social media platform represent the type of life and the type of relationships that God wants you to have? And we could talk for ages on each of these questions. So tonight we'll be going through to 10 p.m. No, (laughs) I'm just kidding. We all need our sleep. But that's a lot of questions, and I think we can narrow it down tonight to a couple of things. Number one, is social media helping you have healthy relationships with the other people around you? And number two, is it representing God's truth, and is it actually drawing you closer to him? And there's two things I want to talk about tonight that can help us be in control of social media and not have it be in control of us. So the first up, it's a tool. Social media is a tool. And a tool is defined as anything used as a means of accomplishing a task or a purpose. Anything used as a means of accomplishing a task or a purpose. So a tool is there to accomplish the end result. It's there as a means to an end. So to use the example of a house, when a house is built, we admire the house, not the hammer, right? We don't have open hammers, we have open homes. The real estate uh, estate companies don't have hammers on their billboards, they have houses. That is the end result, and the hammer was simply a tool that made it happen. But we can get so stuck, so caught up on the glorification of the tool that we can forget that the tool is only there to bring an end result, right? Right? So social media is not the end result. Social media is the tool. And maybe for each of us, the end result looks different tonight. It could be that you want to keep up with your friends and family living in different cities or different nations. So you post on social media, or sorry, you see what they post on social media so you can see what's going on in their lives or vice versa, you post. Maybe you want to use it as an extra way of connecting with your friends that you already see, which is great. Or maybe for you, it's actually a way of expressing your faith and encouraging others and inspiring people to live a life that is close to God. But no matter what it is, if we can get it into our heads that social media is simply the tool, then we're not going to be using it aimlessly. We're not going to be wasting our time. We're not just going to be filling in and entertaining ourselves. Because I want to ask you, has social media actually ever fulfilled you? as an end result in your life? Or has it simply been 
a few minutes or a few hours of your time wasted. Because we can use social media in a healthy way as a tool instead of it using us. And secondly, social media is also a platform. So any area of our lives that we have influence is a platform. So right now, I am on a physical platform, and I am influencing you. So I put myself up here, and you guys are probably judging me and, you know, listening to what I say, hopefully. Hopefully not on Facebook or Instagram. And it's the same everywhere that we go. We're actually putting ourselves out there to be noticed. We're putting ourselves out there to have our actions, our words, our choices analyzed by the people around us. That's kind of scary, don't you think? But it's true. Your workplace is your platform. Your supermarket checkout is your platform. Your school drop-off, your dentist appointment, everything that you do, everywhere that you go, people are watching you. And social media is no different. And I think sometimes we can feel, because it's an online world, that we kind of get to hide behind something and it's not really true. You know, like you might have watched that inappropriate video or whatever it is, but it doesn't really count because it was just on social media. You know, you'd never look at that in real life or you'd never say that thing to that person if you were standing face to face. But the reality is, is that as much as it is an online platform, people notice things, people watch, and our words, our actions, and our choices have no less influence on people than they do in real life. So if we have this platform of influence, and especially as followers of Jesus, what does it say about us if we're buying into the negative and the trivial that social media can so often offer us? Does anyone know what I mean? You scroll through Facebook and it's video after video, photo after photo, words after words that are not often positive or encouraging. And there's the occasional great little like cat video or, you know, funny memes or whatever it is. But overall, I'd say that social media is not a place where we get built up. But Romans 12 verse 2 says, Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. And then the NIV version puts it this way. I couldn't choose. Do not conform to the passion of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So social media needs to be a place where we can renew our mind where we can be transformed, not sucked into what everyone else is saying, not sucked into the opinions of the world, the views of the world, because they're not always going to align with yours. And I'd say often the views that I see don't align with mine. So I have to realize that as a platform, as a place where I have influence, I have to stick true to what I believe and not get sucked into what the world would try and tell me is right or true or honest. See, if we can remind ourselves to use social media as a tool, if it can be a platform where we can spread encouragement and hope in life, then I think we're on track for social media that actually does help us have healthy relationships and draw us closer to God. But we have to remember too that social media can never be a replacement for actual genuine relationship. You know, when we're on social media, I think we put together this ultimate version of ourselves, right? 
Like, I, I don't post on Instagram when I've just woken up in the morning. That's not going to happen. I don't post on Instagram when I'm having a terrible day, when everything has gone wrong, when I'm a mess, like, you know, mascara everywhere. I don't post that stuff, but I post the great moments. I post the stuff that I want people to see. And that's kind of a reality of what social media is. It's a highlights reel of your life. But we need those people that are going to see more than the highlights reel. We need those people that are going to be there when you are a mess, when you've had the worst day of your life, when you're heartbroken, when everything is going wrong, when you have no hope. You need those people that are going to lie beside you on the floor and help pick you back up because they don't care if you're not perfect. They don't care if you don't have a filter on 24-7, if you're not ready to, to go, if you just need to on the floor. I don't know what that means. <laughs> But you need those people that are going to stand beside you, whether or not you look perfect, whether or not you're happy, whether or not you have it all together. Don't convince yourself that belonging is found in Snapchat streaks and sharing memes, because it's not. The ultimate version of yourself is not the one that people close to you should see. They should see everything. That's what a healthy relationship is to me when you can be vulnerable with someone, when you can share, and when they can love you just the way you are. But most of all, our sense of belonging should come from God. You know, social media is not evil, and I hope I haven't made you think so tonight. I don't know if any of, any of you will be signing up for a Facebook account when you get home. I, I wouldn't if I were you. Don't, don't, go, don't go near it. But how much better is it that we can fill ourselves up with the knowledge that we are truly known and truly loved by God? That is so much better than social media. Reading your Bible, I know this sounds cliche, but it's true. Fill yourself up with that instead. Not pointless cat videos, not silly memes, not stuff that is not going to sustain you. Fill yourself up with stuff that will challenge you stuff that will grow you, stuff that will help you grow in wisdom, stuff that will encourage you, help you to encourage others. Things that are going to draw you closer to God, things that will have an actual long-lasting impact on your life. And I'm preaching to myself because I cannot count how many times I've picked up my phone and I don't even know how I got there, but I'm on Facebook. I have no idea how long I've been scrolling. And I just look at myself, I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? But God's word has never made me feel hopeless. It's never made me feel discouraged. It's never made me feel lost or useless or negative or disheartened. It's never made me feel angry at the world and the things that I am seeing. God's word has never made me feel like that. But social media has. Social media has. I'd love to invite the panel to come up and join me. And I just want to close with this sentence. Don't give social media the power to make you feel validated. It can't give us our worth and belonging, and it can't give us that long-lasting satisfaction and fulfillment that healthy relationships and an amazing relationship with God can give. Awesome. Oh, good evening. Oh, thanks. It's nice to see you too. Good evening. Um, 
This is face to face, so you actually have to not just scroll past, but actually engage with me. So good evening. Oh, thank you. Uh, welcome to our Life Talk panel. Uh, we didn't actually introduce ourselves before. It wasn't until we got down that I was like, people still don't know who we are. So um, my name's Jeremiah. Uh, this is Rachel. This is Anna and Jono down the end. Hello. And they make up our panel tonight. Um, so our panel tonight is an opportunity for you to text in questions, to uh, maybe text in your thoughts, uh, disagree, agree with something that Anna said, and kind of put it towards our panel and go, what do you guys think about it? How does this actually apply? What do I do with it now? And so if you text the f our number on the screen, it'll hopefully pop up on my phone here, and I'll be able to ask the team as well. I thought I'd start by just reading out just a couple of statistics that I actually just found. Um, on online, and it's 32% uh, of teenagers say Instagram's the most important social media. 81% mm -hmm. of millennials check Twitter at least once or twice a day. 22% uh, of the world's total population use Facebook. Uh, any day, Snapchat reaches 41% of 18 to 34-year-olds in the United States. That's wow. a lot of people. Wow. I would say would be quite similar in New Zealand. And 80% of the time that you spend on social media is often spent on your phone. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of people using social media a lot. Yeah. How are we ever, are we supposed to m merge our real life world of living life as a Christian, I know we're going to start on a big question here, being life as a Christian with our social media, or how do we do that? Are they one and the same? Do, how do we portray what we're doing on social media with what we do in real life so it's not just the highlights reel? That's a great question. I mean, I think it totally, it totally comes down to what, what your view of social media actually is. And it's like, like, I, like I like what Anna was saying in the sense that social media is a, is a tool. Um, you know, it's, it's something that we can use to achieve something. Um, and so it really depends on what you view that role of social media is in terms of how you balance that. Like, I mean, I think if the stats are showing that so many people are engaged with social media, then we as Christians, we have to be engaged with it then because that's where people are. And it's especially where the younger generation is. And so I hear a stat like that and go, well, if, if the under-25s under are actively engaged in Snapchat and social media, then as a youth pastor, I have to be if I want to reach them and get involved in their world. And I think as Christians, we've got to be able to be engaged with that and use it in a way that's God-honoring and, and show, show an alternative, you know? Like, it's, I, I don't know quite how to, how to describe it, but we've, I think we as Christians, it's our duty to be, to be able to use social media in a way that glorifies God and that can portray it in a way that's healthy and managed. Um, how you do that, though, I don't know. That's another question. But how do we do that without kind of Bible-bashing people? Because that's another question, because you don't want to... You know, I'm very aware that I have many, many non-Christian friends that follow me on social media platforms. I don't want to be, you know, shoving Christianity down their throat and putting them off even more. But I also don't want to shy away from the fact that it's my life. So then should we bother with social media at all? Because, I mean, those statistics are huge with the amount of young people on them. But there's also a lot of older people who, who aren't and would not check their social media that often during the day. Mm. So is it actually, should we just forget about social media and, and trying to put things on there and focus our attention elsewhere? 
I don't think it's like a yes or a no. I don't think right. it's like you should be on social media. I don't think it's you shouldn't be on social media. It's like how can we how can you use it in a different way than everyone else is using it? And I think it's like actually you need to be really intentional about almost like everything that you say and everything that you do and like everything that you like, everything that you comment yes. on. Yes. Because you think like in like it's it's just such a good highlight of what real life is like where you think that stuff that you say and stuff that you do, people don't notice, but they do. Mm, and then mm. in social media, it's so heightened. Like, I don't know, like sometimes I'll see stuff that people like and then it pops up in my feed. And I'm like, that's kind of weird that they like that. And then like, I'm like, that person probably has no idea that like now they've spread this thing to like this whole circle of people. And yeah. it just like, it spreads. So mm, I think mm. it's like, you can totally be on social media, but you do. You need to be intentional about how you use it. Yeah. I think. Yeah, and I and I think like I think to go. You know, should we bother? Absolutely, because it's it's like you said. It's not a it's not a one or the other. Like we we've got to be like Carl Lentz, who's the um he's the the campus pastor for Hillsong, New York. He's got this kind of catchphrase he uses. It's he we says he's got to occupy all streets, in the sense of wherever people are, whatever people are doing, he wants to be there and involved in that. And so if people are in social media, then he then we've got to be involved in that as well. But I think like and Anna nailed it when she when she said that social media is a platform, you know. And anywhere anywhere in your life where you have influence over people or influence in people is is a platform that God and God gives us platforms. Like every platform that we have influence in is given to us by God, and so we've got to be so intentional, like what you said about what we post. Like so, for me personally, if I'm not willing to say it from the pulpit, I'm not willing to say it on social media. Like, if I can't stand there and say it to the people in the church, then I can't say it on social media. Like, because I've got to hold it at that same standard. That's a platform that God has given me. I have to honor that because people see it. Um, it's probably a bigger platform than, than this one here, you know, like, just because it's, it's huge. And so, um, and it's, you're totally right, the way people see it. Because um, on the other side, because I think social media can be such a great way that we can portray Christian Christianity. I think, so, I think by using it, we can show... Um, that we're not all super weird. Like, we can, we can be engaged in it and we can post Insta stories and Snap stories and have fun, um, you know, even just pictures of us being at church together as a family, showing what life is like. Right. I think it can, social media has got the power to show a really unique insight into the life of people in the church. Like, a, uh, really, a window inside what, what people are up yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. It's, it is that highlight, but it's also just a reality of this is something that is happening in someone else's yeah. world or what's happening in our world. And I love that phrase that you put. Does it, um, you ask the question, does it draw you closer to social media, draw you closer to God? Mm. Mm. But I think as much as we, like, we've talked about it not just affecting us but actually the people around us, and the question can be asked of, of us, does our social media draw others closer to God? True, mm. true. So what, what would that look like for us to be using things to how can we engage with it that it is drawing us closer? Mm-hmm. Are there ways that it can draw us closer to God? Or is it just a platform where we can put things out there f- for others? Mm. I think a lot of it depends on who you follow. Um, so take Instagram, for example. If you, um, like I follow a few like pastors or authors, like Christian authors, um, and occasionally they'll post like scripture or um, quotes or something like that. So that is going to draw me closer to God when I can be reading stuff like that throughout my throughout my day as I as I scroll. But if I'm not 
sort of getting any of that type of input. If it's only kind of the trivial stuff, then it's probably not going to draw me closer. But in saying that again, there are a million better ways to draw closer to God than social media. Would you say that part of part of maybe drawing closer to God would be allowing others to see the vulnerability and that we have, and this question has come through, it says, why is it so terrifying, why, so, why is it so terrifying for us to show our vulnerability to others? And I guess that's not just on social media, but just in life as well, hiding rather than being, f- rather, hiding rather behind false facades, when vulnerability is what leads to deep connections we crave. Why is that so hard? I think vulnerability comes when you have intimacy with someone. So when you have 500 friends on Facebook, when you have, you know, a few hundred followers on Instagram and you have no idea who half of them are, you know, half of them were people you randomly went to school with a few years ago, why would you be vulnerable to that audience when you have no intimacy with them, when you don't know them? And I think that's a huge reason why we do only post the highlights because we don't want that random person that we met a few years ago at a, at a birthday party seeing us when we're at our worst. We, we allow our friends to see that because we trust them and we have that closeness, but 600 people don't get that privilege in our lives. I think it's a bit of a balance. Like, I think there's a certain amount of um, like protecting yourself when you don't share stuff on social media. Like Maybe there's stuff that you're going through that you just you need to... like. I don't know how to say that. Like, you just need to kind of protect yourself against just letting, like, everyone know everything. So it's, like, a kind of like a balance, I guess. I mean, and it's, like, the question, what was the question to say, why why is it so hard to be vulnerable? It's because I think being being vulnerable is opening opening yourself up to be hurt. You know, allowing people in, um, bringing the walls down, that's allowing you to be hurt. And the the first case scenario we have of that was Adam and Eve and God in the Garden of Eden where God, God opened himself up, gave them everything, and like it was the best relationship that man's ever had with God. It was so close, so intimate. They walked with him, um, but they hurt him. And, um, and ever since then, it's been the same case. Where we, you know, we, can, we can be vulnerable and we can have these amazing close relationships with people, but it, it comes at the risk of being hurt. Um, just trying to redirect it a little bit. Rach, you um, use social media quite a bit from business perspective and to promote what you do and your own creativity and that sort of thing how does that how does that use of social media fit alongside your personal use does it cross over do you try and keep them completely separate um yeah I try I do try and keep them separate and I kind of think of it like um I guess being a business owner is like it's like a it's a responsibility as a Christian because you're like in a leadership position, whether you have employees or not, your business is like representing um, like God in a way really and how you deal with people and how you deal with your customers and everything. So it's it's sometimes like a hard, it's sometimes hard because I don't want to be on social media all the time, but that's like now a big part of business that you just kind of have to do that. Um, so I don't know, it's just, it's just like trying to be really positive and trying to remember that... Um, as you do in life, as you try and be a good business person for God's glory, you do that through social media as well. Yeah, I think that's a really great point. This question has come in that I want to kind of tie to that, is how do we then use our platform, whether it's business or personal, to represent 
our faith and who we are, our business and whatever else, without being fake or putting on this mask of perfection. So, well, I mean, what does that look like going, I want to present the absolute best business to give glory to God as someone you know, who values excellence and can do things really well, but then I'm also human and I, I get things wrong. Is there a balance in how you, in what you share or what you don't share or... Good question. Thank you. It wasn't mine, but I'll um, thank you. I, I actually kind of just, when you're asking that, I was thinking like, man, I need to pray more like when I do social media because it's like a place where you're sharing and like, isn't that just a good thing just to ask God to just give you guidance and like, I don't know, yeah. the Holy yeah, Spirit gives you totally. words to say, so why wouldn't he give yeah. you stuff to Absolutely. share? like? It's not necessarily about every day posting a Bible verse or whatever, but yeah. maybe it's about sharing love, like, in a small way. And great, just, great. I don't know, just showing, like, a bit of God's character and people know, hey, they're a mm. Christian and they're saying this stuff and it's different from what other people say. Yeah. And it's positive and it's loving and, yeah. Totally. That's, totally. Uh, yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's great. And I think just, just to add to that as well, like, just to share a story, I, um, I remember one time I posted a, just kind of a, like, a, a quick, snap story on insta story of um us us us, us worshiping um in a sunday morning service you know and just kind of panned the room did a video posted it there public saying you know awesome to be you know i did some caption or whatever it was i can't remember um and this was back when i was working um in retail and one of my workmates saw that and he knew that i went to church on a sunday he knew i was really involved but he he had always associated church with kind of old school, quiet, you know, everyone's silent, no one claps, like really, really solemn and somber type thing. And so when I posted this picture of this large room, flashing lights, loud music, everyone's got their hands up clapping, he was like, wow, that looks amazing. Like, is that, was that, is that what it's like all the time? I was like, yeah, that's just church for us. And he was blown away because for him that was, a, um, I suppose, another wall that came down um, in his perception of what church actually meant. And so... I think even there's real power in just showing those little moments throughout, you know, whether it, you, you might be at life group and you just do a quick, quick pan of you guys hanging out, having a laugh, or you're out playing with your mates, you know, and it's, but it allows people to see that insight into your life of actually, it's actually a lot of fun doing life together. So with really we should and, just have like a, a 30 second break and all get our phones and do that. And <laughs> yeah, and yeah, search. I'll get my, sorry. Okay, uh, is that showing the... healthy relationships when we're all doing it? Like, it's just going to be one at a time. It's just getting the message out. You know, it's John who said it. Uh, anyway, um, on that note, we, we have run out of time. There have been a few more questions come through that we'll hopefully get to over the coming weeks because um, I think it just shows that this is a real topic that people are uh, trying, to, trying to balance of how do I put my personal faith um, out on a, on a public, very public platform. Um, but we're just going to hand it back over to Anna, but um, thanks, guys, for your thoughts. Yes.